Welcome to another edition of the YXE Sports Podcast, and we are also live on the Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page, so a big shout-out and a big thank you and a big hello to everybody that is watching on the Wendell Clark's uh, Bar and Grill Facebook page as well. Ray Morrison. Hello. Glad to be a part of you as well. So not only is this a podcast, but it's a webcast. Yes. I guess, yeah. There you go. Wow, very good. Well, no, it is good to be here. We are socially distancing from everybody here. Just so everybody knows, there are fewer than eight people here in the restaurant. Yes. Just before anybody gets any ideas. But they thought they'd have us down here, so it's good. And, of course, um, today is May the 25th. This is our record date, our drop date. And things are looking good. Two cases today, but eight more recoveries as far as COVID-19 is concerned. And, of course, everybody's looking forward to two weeks from now, June the 8th, when establishments like this one can open at 50% capacity, so um, 81 active cases. That's the lowest case count in a month. So we're, we're doing the right thing, right? We just have to keep at it, be smart. Uh, you probably saw some of the pictures from that park in Toronto. Oh, let me tell you how there was not social distancing going on there. Don't do that, okay, because <laughs> we're on the road to recovery and getting our province back and going again. But, uh, no, it's, uh, it's good of them to be here and for Gary and Byron to have us out yeah. against their better judgment. Yeah, that's great. For sure. That's, that's outstanding. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> so uh, we missed it last week, but uh, the CFL uh, announced at best the season will be starting probably in September. Uh, that means that the 2020 Grey Cup in Regina will not be happening. They have pushed the 2020 Grey Cup back to 2022. So uh, obviously some big news there in terms of uh, the, the Regina, not only the CFL season, but uh, the Grey Cup in Regina as well. We don't know that the 2020 Grey Cup won't be in Regina. That's true. You're right. It could it's, be one uh, of nine the, teams. So, the the yeah. finalist with the best regular season record uh, will host, which is kind of a neat idea. I like that idea. Well, on this short of notice, I mean, one of the things in a ticket-driven league is you want to get the revenue can, you can get, right? And so if they do get on the field in September, and there is no guarantee, and the Canadian Football League understands there is no guarantee that they will get on the field in September, but if they do get on the field in September, um, that's kind of where these parameters were set out the other day, saying there's no guarantee, but it is basically a contingency plan. Um, but one of the other things that came up in this, and they are exploring the opportunity, and boy, I think you're just playing with fire when you talk about this in the prairies, is perhaps pushing the Grey Cup to December. Yes. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> in Winnipeg, in Regina, Edmonton, you are on borrowed time if you push the Grey Cup back too far. You know, And it kind of flies directly in conflict with what Randy Ambrosi has always suggested is he, you know, at one point in time, he said he'd like to have the Grey Cup maybe decided in October. Uh, there'd be some logistical issues with that. But um, unfortunately, in the wake of a pandemic that nobody saw coming uh, in 2020, uh, if there is a Grey Cup played, it might be in December, which is the opposite way that Randy Ambrosi wants to go. Maybe the BC Lions will shock everybody and they'll end up hosting the Grey Cup. I find that hard to believe, but you never know. Crazier things have happened. Well, and you never know what the dates might be in yeah. Montreal. You know, the, they could go into the Big O to play a football game. I mean, and the other thing you'd have to understand is there is a chance that these games could be played with no fans. Yeah. Right? I mean, so there is that. It would just be a football game that was, you know, basically made for television that people could watch. But it wouldn't uh, – a 2020 Grey Cup, if it is played, it wouldn't entail the festival. It wouldn't entail all the, the great things that sure. a normal Grey Cup would. But when you think about it, you're kind of part of history, right? Yeah. You're, you're part of a – if you win the 2020 Grey Cup, if there is one played, 
you're a player that played in a historic game that uh, hopefully we don't see again for a long, long time. Even if, uh, like, let's just say that fans can can go to the Grey Cup by that point in time, whether it's late November or December, even at 50% capacity, imagine buying a ticket to that Grey Cup game. That would probably be the cheapest Grey Cup ticket of all time. <laughs> yeah. And then you can say that you've been to a Grey Cup that's right. in your lifetime. <laughs> if you never have been, that, you're right. You don't have be, to say which one. You can right. just say that's that, right. uh, I was that at went a Grey to a Grey Cup. Cup. That's all you got to say. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter which one. <laughs> yeah. uh, hey, this is super cool. Speaking of attendance, this is kind of virtual attendance, but uh, the Saskatchewan Rattlers and the Saskatoon Blades are teaming up to do something super cool with donations going to COVID-19 relief efforts. Uh, so there is a virtual event taking place Saturday, May 30th. That is this upcoming Saturday. You can pay $2. Yep. That $2 will go towards uh, COVID relief. And you can relive two very important games in the respective team's history. Of course, you can relive the Rattlers' championship yep. clinching win from Man, Alex last Campbell, August. Alex Campbell was so good during that Rattlers' win over Hamilton. Yeah. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Which was the first CEBL title ever. Yeah. This I think he had like 20 Rattles. points in that yeah. game. That was really good. Yeah. Fantastic. Yeah. And then the Saskatoon Blades, which seemed like forever ago, uh, yeah. but they did host the Memorial Cup in 2013. They beat the juggernaut Halifax Mooseheads in round robin 5-2. to two. Now, this Halifax Mooseheads team had guys like Jonathan Drouin, Nathan McKinnon, yeah. Zachary Fukali, who was one of the best goalies at the time yeah. on this team, and the Saskatoon Blades actually beat them 5-2 uh, to two, thanks to Matthew Stransky. He had a big effort in that game. But it'll be cool to, to see those yeah. two games again. Yeah, Jonathan Duran of the Mooseheads, they beat the Winterhawks 6-4 that year yep. in the Memorial Cup final, and the Blades beat Halifax in the round robin. And the player there to watch, we shouldn't give too much of this away because people are going to say, well, yeah. we heard about this already. But um, when you do log on, it's $2. It's great for charity. Uh, we do know that the Blades and Rattlers give a lot to local charities in Saskatoon. So this is your chance to kind of get on board with this. Um, but Matt Stransky yep. had two goals in that win over Halifax. He was just, he was all over the ice in the in that game for Lord Mulligan's Blades. So um, that was good. Um, by the way, uh, Nick Patan, who played with the Jets and now the Leafs, was on the Portland Winterhawk yes. team. That was one of the teams in that uh, Memorial Cup as well. Seth Jones was uh, Seth Jones, on yeah. that Portland Popeye Jones team uh, son. as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, like you Very said, cool. Matthew Stransky had two goals. I said that uh, like two minutes before you did, but that's okay. Who's yeah. counting? Um, but this <laughs> brings up the discussion because <laughs> over the South Tel Center's history, there yeah. have been so many great concerts. Yep, sporting events, you name it. So obviously these two are, are super cool to relive, but what, what are some w- of the other ones that you'd like to, to relive? Well, I, I, I think we've talked about it before. I, you know, I'm going to go back to John Slaney's goal for Team Canada over Russia, uh, the Soviet Union, in the uh, 1991 World Junior Hockey Championships. The place was, you couldn't hear yourself think. It was mm-hmm. just... And then when Bonnie and Eric, uh, Bonnie uh, Lindros, Eric Lindros' mom, put that big Canadian flag and draped it over the one end, you, just when you thought the building couldn't get louder, the building got louder, and then Slaney scored the winner. And uh, so for me, that'll always be the big sports moment. The 2016 Garth Brooks concert would be my favorite concert. And the reason I bring up concerts is because Metallica, a couple of years ago, set the Sastel Center yeah. attendance record at 16,874. 16, so that's what they want to do virtually is break that record. So surely 16,000 people will give... Two dollars for the you know the great charities that uh, the Blades and the Rattlers have been involved with. What about you? 
Your history doesn't go back quite no, as far as mine. Not even nearly as close. Uh, but I'd say the Rush's first championship in 2016. So it was their first year here oh, yeah. yep. in Saskatoon. They beat yep. Buffalo 12-11. Cornwall yep. had that breakaway goal. Uh, there wasn't that much time left on the clock. I think it was in the final minute. You actually hosted that game yep. uh, on TSN. Yeah, he swore twice. used the F-bomb yeah, twice right. on TSN. Yeah, in his yep. post-game interview. Um, yeah, I remember, remember listening to that and just throwing it back to the play-by-play guy saying, that's all I got. Yeah. Um, stand here and swear. We better throw this back upstairs. Yeah, no, that was fantastic. <laughs> that Garth- was a great moment for the city, though. Yeah, yeah, the Garth Brooks concert would probably be my favorite concert there. Is that right? As yeah. well, I think so. Um, yeah. There's been so many good concerts uh, in that in that building, but I'd say that Garth Brooks, actually, mo- more recent one that I was at uh, was Old Dominion. Was in oh, February, yeah. And yeah. They, were, they were quite good yeah. uh, as well. So, yeah. uh, like we're, I said, we're country guys, by we're the way. Con- yeah, if you haven't absolutely. figured that out. Uh, like I said, we are live on the Wendell Clark's uh, Classic Grill and Bar Facebook page. And right now, they're offering daily specials starting at just $10 when you order curbside pickup, like their family combo feature, two Wendell burgers and four mini burgers, or six hand-breaded chicken tenders with fries for just 30 bucks. Stay safe and eat great with Wendell Clark's Classic Grill and Bar on the corner of Circle and Idlewild. Okay, a couple of uh, notes to that. See, the phone number here is 382 382- 1717, because that's the number Wendell wore for the Leafs, was number 17. Why couldn't in this place, because the other restaurants are in Ontario, why couldn't they have a 2222 number for the number he wore for the Blaze? Uh-huh. Is that too much to ask? Wouldn't it make more sense to have the 2222 number for Saskatoon? Yeah, exactly. Oh, Instead of the 1717 number. Oh. No, no. No, I'm saying, like, in Ontario, keep the, keep the 17 number, but yeah. here, make 22, it the 2222 22. okay. number. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Yeah. We'll have to take this up with management. I <laughs> Exactly. You were almost late. We almost had to bring management on to, to, to sit in that chair. <laughs> I, was not, I was not almost late today. Mr. Hall, I, I was here in plenty of time. Rolls in 10 minutes before uh, record time. Yeah. Uh, the NHL has announced their Phase 2 plan to hopefully return to action. Of course, there's been lots of talk uh, recently about the 2014 playoff format, which we can get to in a second because uh, this weekend uh, I had a not a great idea, but an idea. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, the Phase 2 plan. Um, they have a plan. They don't necessarily have a yep. date. I think yep. the target is early June. But on-ice sessions will be a maximum of six people. No contact. You're supposed to maintain social distancing while you're on the ice. Uh, if you're not on the ice, going in and out of the facilities, if you can't socially distance, you're supposed to wear protective masks. But, uh, I mean, that's uh, somewhat positive and optimistic in terms of an NHL return this season. Isn't some of it a little bit like minor hockey? Like you wear your equipment in your vehicle. To the dress at home. they not <laughs> dress at home. And that's, you know, that's what you do with your six-year-old. Yeah. Right? Bring him in his equipment. They haven't they, they said the... dress at home and then come to the rink. But... Oh, okay. You sure? Oh, yeah, that'd be awesome. That, was, that was suggested, right? Nathan McKinnon or Austin Matthews. And they, they want, if you, don't need, if you don't need to shower at the rink, they're suggesting you don't shower yeah. at the rink? Yeah. Which is well, who's not going to need to disgusting. shower after you skate for two hours? <laughs> I mean, like, if you're a grown man, everybody's going to do that. Uh, but one of the other issues that came up, I was reading up on this a little bit, and one of the topics of conversation, and the association and the NHL, they're, they're, the discussions have been ongoing and have been you know, pretty cordial from everything I've read and heard. But one of the things that the players want is teams to cover the medical expenses. And this could be the one thing that maybe hangs us up a little bit. Um, if one of the players comes down with COVID-19, there's some discussion as to who will cover that medically. Like, and that's, you know, when we talk about these returns, I, again, I'm going to go back to this. This is where I think you might be just playing Pushing with fire it, yeah. a little bit. Well, you know, you get, 
a superstar that an owner is paying seven, eight, nine million dollars to, right? And they come down with COVID-19 because either the league or the players or somebody else pushed for it, and that particular owner didn't want that. That that could be a a topic for discussion for it's sure. It's a heck of an idea. That you had yep. I heard the uh, testing is going to be quite uh, intense. Yeah. Apparently, players are supposed to, supposed to take their own temperatures at their house before they yep. leave for the facilities. Uh, they're going to get um, swabbed a couple yep. days before training. And then apparently, they're going to be getting tested twice a week, every week after training starts. Will you watch a game that doesn't have fans in it? Would you watch a hockey game that doesn't? Would you watch sit down and watch a two-hour, 15-minute hockey game that doesn't have fans Prob- in the Probably. Would you really? Yeah. Probably. I think that'd be pretty tough to stick with. It depends. Like, if it's a Wednesday night and it's raining outside, you can't do anything else anyways. Well, yeah, the maybe. The summers are so short. Yeah. I mean, that's the other thing in these parts, right, is that people are want to get outside. So I, I understand, as I and I've said this for like three weeks now on this podcast and now webcast, I, I understand why Gary Bettman wants to give out a Stanley Cup. It's because you get some TV money back in a season that's more or less to date been, you know, half lost with the season stopping March 12th. But... <clears throat> Boy, that's 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 it's and it's interesting to me. It's also interesting to me that in the wake of a pandemic, there would be this much of a push to present a Stanley Cup when back in 2005, everybody knew when 2005 came, there was very little chance that there was going to be a Stanley Cup given out because of the lockout and because of the labor strife between the owners and the players. And now we're in the midst of this big pandemic and they're talking about giving out a Stanley Cup. I understand everybody wants to get eager and back to it, but by the way, has anybody set a timer? Do we know how long we've yeah, been? Yeah, I got it. Relax. Okay, good. Uh, but anyways, back to the 2014 <laughs> format. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sorry, so, I interrupted you. So, you know, last week we were talking about it. I'm not super fond on the idea. Side note, the NBA is talking about just doing a 1 versus 16. So they're just going to scrap the conferences, and the number one team is going to play the number 16 team, 2 versus 15, 3 versus 14, and, and so forth. That's kind of a cool idea. But anyways... I was at a socially distanced campfire this past weekend. Okay, let me ask you one more question about that NBA thing, though, before sure. you get to your socially distanced campfire. Sure. Uh, would it be a one-game knockout tournament? That or wasn't, the first that wasn't the... uh, discussed. It was just something that's, that the score tweeted out oh, today. Oh, okay. So, okay. Yeah, so that's how I, okay. I found it. So you so. had a fire, and you were all social distancing. And we were all social distancing, and um, we were talking about it, and after some um, liquid courage, we came up with the idea. To, uh, <laughs> this will be good. <laughs> But no, and it's it's actually a good idea. So, you know, we were talking about the draft lottery last week, right? Because technically, only seven teams aren't making the playoffs, right? With this twenty fourteen play in, but you could treat the first round like that play in round as if you don't make it out of that first round, then you should get to go back into the draft lottery. Ah, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's so, interesting. Yeah, so if you don't get out of the the play-in round, I think they're calling it, or whatever, to I move on to the next that. round. That makes a lot of you sense. You get to enter the – I mean, because you can only move up so many spots in the draft lottery anyways. Yeah. But, yeah. So, yeah, that was uh, the wise words of uh, wisdom uh, that this – right, That's what on. that That's what that uh, socially distanced oh, bonfire came oh, up with. Just, just brilliant. Yeah, fantastic ideas. Did you watch any of the match two? Just with you. Yesterday. Just for the yep. – you were at my place for yep. a while, and uh, I watched a little bit of it. It was, uh, it was interesting. I mean – um, I think there was enough interest in it to a point where you were contacting one of your buddies to find out which network it was on. Uh, right? It was my brother, but yeah. Uh, HLN, which is kind of a random place to put a golf event on. but Seems like a, a good thing for uh, like TSN. Yeah, but, uh, but TNT 
The golf um, channel? Yeah, but uh, TNT and HLN are affiliated, so that's probably why that oh, happened. Okay. Um, it was okay. I mean, it was fun to have the card cams and get everybody heard, you know, and you heard a little bit of the, the, the back and forth. Um, and you, ha- you know what? You have to give Tom and Peyton and even, even Phil and Tiger credit for going out in rain in a not-so-competitive situation just to go out and raise money, and that they did, right? Yep. And so, you know, kudos to those highly-priced athletes and highly-talented guys for doing that um, to raise money for COVID relief. Um, they raised $20 million, and I think their goal was $10 million. Yeah. There's yeah. a lot of online donations yep. and stuff like that, too. But, yeah, they blew their yep. target out of yep. the water. I watched it. It is kind of strange, though, when you, when you, you know, there's a wide shot of a guy hitting an approach from 120 yards to the pin, and there's nobody out there. I mean, it looks like Wildwood Golf Course. And that's why <laughs> I wonder if, you know, sports for those spectators, without spectators. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get my head around that or not. Actually, so I was watching a little bit of the Korean Baseball League yeah. on, I believe it was Sunday morning. Anyways, they literally had cardboard cutouts of people in the stands. <laughs> that's I'm right. not even joking you. It's, it's awesome. <laughs> it's hilarious. Wow. You can't even get mad That's a big that. work project. <laughs> But, hey, uh, nobody's working right now, so cut out some cardboard. Yeah, yeah exactly. Spread them out the stadium. Uh, have you seen anything good? Any old games on TV recently? Why? Why do we get into this conversation? Because you just you just get mad every time I. Because it's terrible. Here's the th- <laughs> here's the thing. Right now, I'm getting tired because when I watch network television, even news or whatever, I'm seeing the double ender interviews, and there's always the anchor who's you know properly lit and he's you know in the set. And then he's interviewing a guy who's holding his iPhone like this, right? And this is the second end. This is the half of the screen of the double-ender. And so I'm saying, this is not great television. And when COVID's over, we better not see any more of this. We better go back to some quality network television is what I've been saying. So then Matthew says, well, have you seen anything cool? I said, well, yeah, the 1984 Stanley Cup when the Oilers finally beat the Islanders. And he says to me, yeah, but you talk about how bad the iPhone is. He says, that technology is horrible. It's not that bad. What if I tuned in in midway or towards the end of the first or second period, yeah. but I don't know it's towards the end of the first or second period because yeah. they put the score up and the teams and the time up every 43 minutes. <laughs> it's terrible. <laughs> that, that's the hook that it's keeps ter- you coming back. No, it's not. Because <laughs> if I don't know the score of the time and I'm a busy guy, I got a lot of places to be and a lot of things to do. I'm probably just right. going to turn it off. Right. Uh, May 25th, 1985, Wayne Gretzky scored a first-period hat trick in the Oilers' fourth three-win over Philadelphia. In Game 3 of the Stanley Cup Final, this date, 1985, in the game that the first-ever U.S. president ever attended in the National Hockey League. It was the first time a president attended an NHL game, and, of course, that was Bill Clinton at the time. So, Good for him. There you go. Yeah. Uh, even though he uh, – do you remember that old White House clip? Of Bill Clinton, and he was welcoming the, well, I guess it would have been the, um, the Red Detroit Wings. Red Wings. Steve Azierman. Yeah. Yeah. I think, was that Clinton? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Steve Azierman. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hilarious. he tried. He tried. That's He's a busy man. Um, At the time, Bill Clinton was busier than you are now. Well, I don't know about that. That's, that sounds like a little bit of fake news. <laughs> <laughs> are we close? Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, hey, uh, last week we also talked about... Um, who else would make a great Michael Jordan documentary? And allegedly, uh, Tom Brady is going to get one in 2021. It doesn't surprise me. One allegedly. Day. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it's kind of funny. You think about that golf event yesterday. I mean, it's the retired Peyton Manning. Yeah. And, um, you know, against Tom Brady, who's still in great football shape 
attempting to bring a Super Bowl to Tampa Bay, but he's out there helping raise money. So, yeah. No, he like I said, he'd be great. There's so many. And then there are those, you know, those documentaries of, you know, even the guy who didn't succeed to stardom level in pro sports, but um, got to where he wanted to be. Those documentaries would be great. Right. I, uh, John Scott. I think that would be a fantastic documentary to see how John Scott ended up playing at an NHL All-Star game. Don't you? Just <laughs> well, I, whole... I can tell you right now because the fans voted him in because it's no, a terrible know, but, system but, and they but just everything he, the system. But, but everything he went through. Yeah, like no, Gary, I agree. Like Gary Bettman trying yeah. to figure out how to stop this. How is this guy going to, you know. Try to trade him and it and, still didn't work. And, and one of the things about the John Scott story is he carried himself so well through it. Like, he became a very likable character. So even a documentary like that, it wouldn't have to be the bona fide superstars that would make up those. I think a story like that would be terrific. I think lots of people, whether you're a sports fan or not, would uh, kind of get in behind that. Fantastic. I think that wraps up our time for today. So once again, a uh, big thanks to Wendell Clark's yeah, classic Grill and Bar. Yeah, yeah this, this has been great. fantastic. Maybe this is the... The start of a new trend for the YXC yeah. Sports Podcast. Well, they probably won't have us back after this. Yeah, no, probably not. No. Um, again, big thanks to our production team, yep. Ian and Deb, for making sure that this all gets captured. Yep. Uh, you can Deborah, listen to this Ian. on uh, the. Uh, you can visit us on our website, yxcsportspodcast.com. We have a Facebook page. We have an Instagram page. Spotify. Spotify. Stitcher. Stitcher. Yeah, yeah. All the great streaming services is where this podcast can be found. Uh, thanks. We'll talk to you again next week.